0: All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, June 24th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my man there, Mr. AJ Shulo from MMAOddsBringer.com from Daily Fan MMA. AJ, what's up, man? How you doing?
1: Not much, Adam. Uh, It threw me in for a loop earlier. I didn't realize the PFL was tomorrow, not today. So it (laughs) threw me off a little bit. But uh, again, we still got the same amount of events. Uh, we had a little bit of attention on Tough, finally, on yep. Tuesday. So those of you that were waiting, there you go. Maybe it builds up from there. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about these uh, upcoming cards with you. Yeah, so like you said, AJ, it's weird. I actually thought it was tonight, PFL. I had to change my article,
0: right? It was Friday, not Thursday, because for some reason, they're going head-to-head with Bellator tomorrow. I don't know about that decision. I don't know why that decision's been made. Kind of weird. Either way, I'm looking forward to these events, AJ. So we'll we'll preview Bellator, guys, 261, and then PFL 6, and we do want to talk about top twenty nine, and then I'll give her my we'll give her a dog of the week. we doing that on Thursdays, I think. I can't remember who your dog. Do you remember who it was last week? Do you remember who yours was? Uh, I don't. I want. <laughs> I I know for me it was Roki, and I think a lot of us thought he won that fight, but judges didn't. Um, I think yours was, was Turman. I believe. I think it was Turman, your your guy with the wrestling. I think that might have been your guy last week, but it's all good. No worries. I mean, that, that was, sounds right.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you go over ten in takedowns, AJ, about four minutes of a fight, but the guy just couldn't get a takedown. It is what it is. All right. So let's start with tough, though, AJ. I want to start with tough because I just watched it. Um, Holy shit. What a knockout. What a great knockout. Good fight. Uh, Dustin Lampros and Vince Burdock. I got to be honest with you, man. When I saw it, especially the tail of the tape, five-inch reach advantage for, for Dustin. Height advantage. Trains of Sanford MMA. Obviously, Vince. I think he's still at Alpha Male Great Camp, too. But I see all those things, AJ. And I'm thinking can't bet on these fights. I'm expecting this guy to win. He gets smoked by Murdoch, who probably the most experienced guy in the house, I'd say, besides maybe House. So it's not like it's a surprise by any means. He might've even been the favorite if there were odds, but just knowing how Murdoch's last fight went against Saldana and knowing like the brain issues this guy's had and stuff like that, I thought he was going to get knocked out and he completely stunned me, man, with that knockout. So I thought he looked phenomenal. AJ, give me your thoughts on Vince Murdoch, man.
1: Yeah, like, it was one of those matchups, like, I know everybody's got a story, but, like, when we saw, like, the backgrounds for each guy, you just, like, really felt for them, like, what Dustin had to go through, and for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I just really encourage you guys to watch the episode, Mm -hmm. and then you hear about Vince, uh, him and his wife or girlfriend, fiance, or maybe having a baby, and then you talk about the issues that he had with his health, Um, so, yeah, it was really good to see him get a win after falling short on the Ultimate Fighter, and then I remember back in 2019, he was supposed to fight Jordan Griffin, never made his debut, so, it's nice to see him get a win. It was an impressive knockout. And uh, he brought team, Ortega to taking a four and oh man. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, are we gonna have another Dillashaw Garbrandt season where it's just gonna be a, uh, an eight oh sweep? I don't know, we're, we're halfway there, so.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Volkanovski's is a good coach. It seems like he cares about his fighters a lot. Like when they showed the, the part with him cutting weight with the guy with Lampros like that, you could tell he cares about his team. So that's super cool. But clearly Brian's a pretty good coach. And I think his team, his fighters, he picked good fighters too. What do you think of Paul Herrera? The one, remember the guy who showed you we getting his elbow in the face? He was the coach that he was a bit of a loudmouth at the end of the episode. Michael is like, "Why don't you shut up, man?" <laughs> what do you think of that?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like if if you really wanted the tension, you you waited until episode four, uh, the very end to see it. And uh, yeah, maybe it builds up. Um, you know, it's all just speculation as to whether or not like the intentions were. But it, it was good to see just a little playful banter, and then Ortega took a shot at. Uh, volkanovski and vice versa so they got a little bit of tension in between the teams maybe it just took one team going four and to spark it you know what i mean so in, in yeah, a way it could be a blessing in disguise for those that wanted that you know uh, that miscommunication the
0: yeah yeah we, i think we're starting to get that let me get cole's comment. hey cole he says i thought murdoch would lose his first fight but after seeing Lampo's on the weight cut i knew or i switched my pick because he was draining. we know murdoch can crack yeah absolutely great pick i mean that's a observation cole you know, we don't get to see that. With, like, if we had seen, you know, maybe Davidson Figueredo last week um, in that same situation, like, maybe that would change our – we know that's what's going on, but when you actually see the guy in the, the bodysuit struggling to pick the weight, AJ, it's like, okay, this guy might have an issue tomorrow. Uh, and, I mean, I thought Murdoch's chin was the question. Lampros is the one that gets dropped, and then knock – the knee was brutal. I love the knee. That was such a great – so, let me know if you're there. What's going on here? One second. Oh, maybe it's me that's frozen.
1: I think we're good that's now. Sorry, AJ.
0: There. Okay, we're good. Yeah. I don't know who got frozen there. Sorry, guys. I think it was it was either me or AJ. I don't know who it was, but I apologize. Um, let's talk about Bellator, okay, AJ? We'll start with beltor and then do PFL. I think that's a good idea. All right, let's so do let it, man. tour first. Let me pull it up here. And uh, you had a good week last week, I think, or was it two weeks? Ago? I can't remember. But the the uh, Amazon card, like you went, you I think you nailed it, right? Like that card.
1: Yeah, yeah. Went two and zero oh on bets. I think it got my predictions right. Every card's uh, a little different. I got. I don't have as good of a feel for this one, um, but I still have a pretty good feel for it. And um, you know, again, we don't have like a world title on the line, but at least we have an interim belt. And it's a really intriguing interim fight. And we got, obviously, Liz Carmouche and uh, Kana Wat- Watanabe. I can never get that name right no. <laughs> the first time. But uh, that's an interesting fight. Daniel Weischel versus uh, Keani Diggs, I think, is really cool. And then um, Miles Jury and Cindy Outlaw is also very intriguing. So those are just a few of many that kind of catch my eye. You got Taylor Johnson on there. Christian Edwards, I think, is a bright prospect. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's a fun card from top to bottom.
0: Yeah, I think it's solid. And I think you made a great point there saying that you're admitting, Hey, you know, this, I, I had a better read of last week's card. And I think that's, that's a really astute observation. And the fact that I feel the same way sometimes about, especially UFC cards, like last week's card was hard and I, I knew it was going to be tough. AJ. I knew it was going to be a struggle, but I'm looking at this card this week and I think I'm gonna do a little better with it. You know what I mean? Like you just get that feeling. Sometimes And I knew last week would be a struggle. So I totally know what you're saying. Although you're probably going to do well again, like you usually do with AJ Delta or I know you're killing it. So let's start with the uh, prelims and work way up here guys. Um, won't spend as much time obviously on these early fights, but do you want to talk about this guy, Soren Back? He's a good prospect here. He takes on Bobby Lee, and the odds for this one, AJ, pulled up up here. Bellator, it's a lot of odds over there at uh, Best Fight Odds right now. The newly uh, revamped Best Fight Odds. All right, where is Bellator? Um, it's so hard to find it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay, we got Soren Back minus two hundred, Bobby Lee plus two fifty. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Back rolls. I think he's a better fighter, Uh, as you alluded to. He's like a, a- guy that people are high on and i don't think he's like one of these hype trains that's like it's gonna you know get derailed and like he's gonna be like quote unquote exposed i mean he's been knocked out once but i generally think his game is solid uh cage warriors veteran a guy that already has his bellator debut out of the way i like him and i like him in this matchup
0: no i'm with you i mean simple prediction but i, I agree with you i mean i think this guy's really good uh, you know i'm not as familiar with Bobby Lee. i mean i, I know he's from lfa but he's been kind of disappointing when he has stepped up in competition, AJ, which I don't like. Like he can beat the lower level guys, but every time he steps up, he fights a, like a better than average guy. who loses, so that's not a good sign. I would, I would, I would agree with you, AJ, on this one. I do like Soren Back, man. I, I, I've been pretty familiar with this guy, AJ. I mean, he beat Pimblet. That's a guy in the UFC now who a lot mm-hmm. of people think is a good prospect. He also beat Bragier, who is a pretty good fighter too. I mean, this was not a bad, bad win at all. I mean, I know that. Maybe he wasn't as highly totaled after he lost his first fight. But still, that's a that was a good win at the time. So, yeah, I think this guy wins AJ. Wins AJ. He hasn't fought in a while. I mean, that is something to keep in mind. But, you know, a lot of Bellator fighters are coming off the ups because they didn't really hold events last year too many. So, I'm not too worried about it. I do think back rolls. And, yeah, I expect to dominate this fight. All right, let's go to the next one here. Isaiah Hoket against Corey Samuels. And the odds for this one. <laughs> and I saw, I, can't, I think it was Lock of the Night tweeted this. And I thought it was so funny. He goes anytime you see an O and O guy with like a singlet on the wrestling uh ear things and you see him in a bellator fight and he's a big favorite you know what they're trying to do here so <laughs> i think it's pretty clear they want this hockey guy to win aj i mean we obviously haven't seen this type of fight before but he's a team body shop member any thoughts on this fight
1: yeah like you know straight up pick for pick i i go with hockett um the odds makers know what they're doing long term so i would i would trust their judgment on them but you know you're just uh when studying a guy like this you're just basing your your prediction on his wrestling tape and kind of like what we saw with chris LeShields shields and pfl we're we're basing our analysis on boxing matches which are great you know don't get me wrong awesome stuff what we see there but a different sport as you say just one one facet of, of the many that are in mixed martial arts and so yeah, like I guess in general, it's just to you know this guy. I hope he had he obviously has upside. He's a great high level athlete, and I always do. I think the most respectable game if you if you're kind of come from like the highest of high pedigree wise, I tend to think if it's going to be one aspect yeah. of martial arts, it actually would be wrestling. And that's just my opinion. People could agree or disagree, but if you could control where the fight goes and keep it there, keep it in your wheelhouse, you just got a better chance to finish win rounds, that sort of thing. So what I'm trying to say is I think Hockett has upside. I think he, you know, could be a good fighter down the road, but I'm just trying to basically make an await and see approach, you know, maybe some opportunities come down the line.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way to go here. Um, just to stay away from it, just because he's never fought before. And this guy is coming off a win. I mean, let's be honest. We both, we both never really heard of these guys before. Um, They're kind of like, I mean, he has fought, I guess this guy was, he's supposed to be the UFC Dean Barry. So he hasn't fought a UFC um, opponent Corey Samuels, but yeah, I mean, AJ, like, Oh my God, look at the amateur results. I didn't even see this. Look at this. AJ. oh my God. Yeah. I just have to scroll down a little bit guys. And you see that this dude went like one in ten, one in nine as an amateur before going two and two is, I mean, when you see that AJ, you you, you see what Belter's trying to do here. I mean, let's be honest. They're probably going to, accomplish their goal, of getting this guy winning. I don't, I don't see a problem with this fight. I think it's fine. Match making right? the guys never fought before. Um, I would lean. I mean, I, we've never seen the guy fight AJ, so I don't want to say he's going to go there and finish this dude, but just based on the fact that the Samuels guy is kind of a fade, I would, I would think that Hawkett could finish him. but it's just hard to know. Like, does he have ground and pound? Does he have a submission game? We don't really know. He does train with body shops. He's trained with those guys. there, are like uh, McKee, AJ McKee. So I'm, I'm assuming he's got some skills, but again, AJ, wait and see approach on this one. I'm just saying, instead of laying minus 600, I would rather take him winning the fight inside the distance at plus money, but I wouldn't even touch this fight just because again, we've never seen this guy fight. And like, long-term, that's a bad play, even though he should dominate this fight, I would assume. All right, let's go to the next one here, AJ. Jalen Bates, Corey, Cody Matthews, um, odds for this one. Bates, minus minus for 440, plus and my uh, plus 350 for Cody Matthews. So I think the last time we talked about this Bates guy, he was a massive favorite, AJ. And once again, he's a big favorite. Give me your thoughts.
1: Yeah. We tend to see this with these, these prospects, they're, they're big favorites. And if they win their fight in spectacular fashion, that, that tent, that trend starts to, or keeps, keeps going unless they get like a colossal uh, step up in competition. Uh, but yeah, I think Bates rolls, I think he's the better talent, better fighter long-term uh, very green at this point. Um, you know, there's even fighter, like even like Edwards that we'll get to like these guys, like, like, yeah, I think, one day they could, you know, be like legitimate contenders. But for me to make the assumption that it's going to come in the next couple of years just seems like a big reach. So I hope yeah. for the best for this guy's future, but I don't want people to write him off. A guy like him in general to write him off. If maybe he doesn't, uh, you know, look perfect from bell to bell in his upcoming fights, because he's still a learning fighter. Like, yeah, we look at his amateurs. He's got eight fights. That's great. But let's see what he's actually like from a professional perspective let's see this guy develop i'm excited to see what he brings on friday tomorrow
0: i know you're a parlay better by any means but if you do parlay the first three favorites on the card it's like even money so i mean that's interesting like again i'm not a huge parlay guy but i know a lot of people do like to parlay bellator that's something you could consider because i expect all three of those favorites to win so just saying like that's not really my style but i know a lot of people do like to parlay bellator aj all right let's go to the next right here taylor johnson against lance wright and uh man i like taylor tombstone johnson aj i gotta be honest he's a good fighter and right now he's a minus 290 favorite plus 245 for
1: lance wright you like the favorite here yeah i like johnson um i gotta say i'm pretty impressed uh in his last fight not like not because he like lost but it was actually he struck me as a guy prior to that fight that was like all or nothing like he's gonna just come at you in the first minute and like a first minute or two and like either you finish him or he finishes you and so i actually liked to see him go a full 15 minutes against a guy like even a guy like evelyn who's a beast like we saw him not too long ago yeah. so like that's not like a, that doesn't like look bad in my opinion i i argue there's ways that it, you could say it looks good um but like yeah i would like to see johnson's cardio get tested a bit more because that's the big question i have about him uh he's a high level wrestler a high level athlete i think he could dominate uh in bell tour in this weight class um and i hope to see him win some decisions down the line rather than just relying on his you know reputation of just getting a first round fish i mean getting getting a finish against ed ruth that is ultra impressive but um i would like to see a little bit more consistency out of him in the future winning decisions down down the line because that'll tell me that he's a legitimate maybe a guy that could contend for a title one day
0: that's crazy he was a minus 250 favorite against Andre medis two years ago eh? like i mean there was a lot of hype behind him at the time so i could see it now but looking like when you see when knees is doing and what this guy's doing, like it's crazy AJ, you know, but our perceptions do change over time and you know, this guy had a nice heel hook over Ruth. And I don't think that the loss to Evelyn's a bad loss at all. That guy's really good. Now I will say this, you keep talking about the cardio, this guy right does trade in Denver elevation fight team. You imagine his cardio is very good. So maybe you can push Taylor Johnson. You can't finish him in the first round, but I gotta be honest, AJ, like this guy's not too impressive. Me. I think Johnson probably finishes him pretty quick. Is that what you're thinking
1: here too? Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel obligated to pick him by quick finish because that's how he's <laughs> won all of his fights, so I'm like, <laughs> Fair <enough>. all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, we'll see. I mean,
0: Wright could surprise again. He, he might have the cardio advantage, so if he doesn't get finished early on, maybe he does well later. That's a good team, Elevation fight team. All right. John Teixeira against John DeJesus, former UFC fighter John Teixeira. He was in the UFC years ago. Um, right now, the odds for this one. Yeah, Teixeira minus 220, plus 180 for Jesus. What do you think of this one?
1: Yeah, I like Teixeira here. I uh, don't love him, though. Um, I think DeJesus is just you know he's obviously a very experienced guy. I know he's coming off a bad uh, or bad knockout, I should say, to Pico, uh, but that's Aaron Pico as we know that guy is just a stud. Um, but yeah, I never really like to count out these guys. You're you're definitely gotten a lot of these predictions right. These you know more seasoned guys in there like maybe people are kind of writing them off and uh, whether or not you know you think uh, De Tomas is that sort of guy, he is the guy from my perspective that. You know you can't count a guy like this out with this sort of level of experience but that said i do think to share a wins um i feel like i've gotten most of it like i these bellator cards it's been spots like these a guy that seems like yeah. he's kind of on his way out one guy's arrows pointing up but like at the end of the day they're still veterans so um yeah i, I like to share here but i i would best classify i don't love them you know in this matchup
0: no i, I agree with that too um like, he's probably got guy have your bias i had to check just to make sure it wasn't the cubs i'm just kidding it obviously wasn't but. yeah i mean i wouldn't bet on to share at these odds though i gotta be honest like this is not a guy i necessarily trust like he's a guy that if you get him at like even money or plus money like he's a good bet but minus 220 i dropped to share just not a bet i would like to make aj there's favorites earlier on in the card that i liked better um he should win but you know the is a very experienced guy like you said aj and it's, it seems like it seems kind of like an even fight to me. I'll be honest with you. Like, I I, I don't really think John is that great. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, I know he's got a good record and everything, but he's struggled lately. He has fought good competition. Let's give, give the guy some credit. Yeah. Even as a winner with Kevin Kroon, but again, hasn't fought in a while. It's a long layoff too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him here. AJ, to be honest with you. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, We got Christian Edwards against Simon Biong and this is on the main card. Wow, interesting fight here, AJ. Um, Christian Edwards, minus 195, plus 160 for Biong. What do you think of this one, man?
1: Yeah, I I still like Edwards in this matchup. I thought his initial matchup was kind of a layup spot against (laughs) Parrish. And, uh, I, I mean, I still think he wins. I still have questions about his scrambling ability off of his back. I have seen him put on his back for a little longer than I would have liked um i don't think he's a good wrestler in part it's because he's just so long and tall he's like six five um and so like i think he's a guy that i think is is good i think he's talented he trains at jackson wink he's um you know got a long reach he he fights you know he utilizes those oblique kicks he he fights re- you could tell like yeah he doesn't fight as well at range as like a john jones or an israel but you could see like he's trying to learn how to fight tall and like that at least shows me like this guy's like got like a level of like humbleness and he wants to get better and that sort of thing. Um, his grappling on the ground is actually pretty good despite being a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu blue belt. Like he he's fairly basic in what he does, but like it's also very effective like because he's so big, he'll sink in the hooks. He's got really good ground and pound um, and he's just so physical that it's just tough to like buck him off of you. So I've seen him just get in top position and just get so much top control time and inflict so much Ground and pound that that leads to a stoppage or just a dominant round. So um, I like Edwards in general. Um, like we talked about, it's just a, a much stiffer test here. He's facing a guy that's far less green than than Parrish was. He was coming in off a nasty uh, leg injury. This is uh, this is probably a good test if you want to see Edwards uh, improve, not be as so green as he showed to be in the past. This would be a guy that could maybe take him to that next level. So um, I like Edwards in this matchup. Yeah,
0: no, I think he wins too. And I I think he usually utilizes the rest thing, gets this guy down. I understand this guy has got a lot of knockout power. The guy looks like a great athlete and everything. He's a huge dude too. He's a big dude. I mean, it's, it's not going to be an easy fight, AJ, but I do think maybe this guy can get tired. He hasn't fought in, in almost, uh, well, it's been over a year now, a year and a half. So that layoff does worry me a little bit if he doesn't get the first round knockout. So I'm, I'm with you. I actually think the line's only really low because people think this guy's this, this knockout artist. He can knock him out. But I actually feel like... You know, Edwards was such a big favorite against that Parrish guy. Like, I think he could be a bigger favorite here. I think minus 200 is not an unreasonable price. Um, I do think he wins the fight. All right, let's go to the next fight here, AJ. Miles um, Jury and Sydney Outlaw. Interesting fight. I like this one. Uh, Miles Jury, former UFC fighter. Sydney Outlaw was on the contender series. Uh, right now, we got Sydney Outlaw minus 135. Plus 115 for Miles, the Fury Jury. Give me your pick.
1: Oh, uh, this is a tough one. I Because it's just like, I've never been that high on either guy but especially like Jerry I've always kind of thought he's pretty overrated like he beat up some guys that just like shouldn't have been in the UFC when he went on his wins and um, you know he had some good moments like I remember him dropping Andre Feely and um, you know like obviously like Donald Cerrone just showed like there's level and beat him up and Charles mm-hmm. Oliveira submitted him um, he's just a guy that I, I think he's more so like reliant on moments I don't think he's a good round winner like Don't get me wrong. I mean, he could finish you on the feet. He could finish you on the ground, but I think outlaw's probably the better round winner here. And so that's why he probably should slightly be favored, but I've never been that high on outlaw either. I mean, you could look at his losses and say like, well, you know, he's lost to Chandler and Gillespie to powerhouse guys. Um, I still don't necessarily trust him with a lot of confidence in this spot though. So while I'm picking him to win, um, I wouldn't trust him as far as a betting perspective goes.
0: I think this is one where I might go a little bit, um, against you. Cause I, I will, I'll take a slide with, slightly with jury slightly. It's a slight lean. It's not like I'm running out to bed on this fight because I think it's a close fight, but I do think he has a few edges in this fight. AJ. just, in terms of overall experience, um, you did mention some of the fights that laws had and he has fought some good guys, but you know, he hasn't performed very well in those fights. I think jury, like you're right. AJ, if you look back at that streak early on in his career, it wasn't that impressive. I actually remember when I bet on Cerrone against him, like in 2015, something the Jones Correa occurred, that was a very profitable night for me, you know? So I I have a pretty good read on Jury and I think he's still like decent. So I think he can win this fight by decision, but you made a great point about him kind of relying on these moments. That's something I'm gonna keep in mind going forward with just other fights that I'm looking at now, moments versus like uh like a round winner throughout the round. That's a great point that you made. So. Great point, AJ. I'm going to lead towards the jury a little bit here, guys, just to win a decision, but it's a close fight for sure. All right, let's go to the next one. This is a great fight. Daniel Weichel versus Keanu Diggs. You talk about experience versus like not a ton of it. I mean, Weichel comes here with a 40 and 12 record, AJ, and Keanu Diggs only 9-0, but he's looked great, obviously. And uh, Diggs is actually the favorite, minus 120, plus 100 for Daniel Weichel. So kind of similar to the last matchup as far as the odds go, but... In this case, you got a guy with nine fights against a guy with 52. So what are you thinking here, man?
1: Yeah, you know, I know there's some Weisha love out there. He's obviously much more proven, as you as you mentioned. And he, you know, going to a split decision against Patricio Pitbull a few years ago, that's great. Um, you know, even if he lost it, you know, beat Emmanuel Sanchez by split decision a few years ago. That's great. I I think Diggs is just catching him like at the right opportunity. Diggs seems like He's got process to his game. I think he's got more process than Weichel does. Diggs, it, when I see him fight, he, like he comes in with a game plan. He's like, I'm going to strike out of the southpaw stance. I'm going to blast you with body kicks. Get in your face. I'm going to look for takedowns. Mainly, he's like a body lock takedown guy, but he actually has a good double leg. And then on top, he's – so like on his Instagram, like I saw a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, but that was also like 68 weeks ago. I haven't seen like a, an update on the belt. But like his MMA grappling, I'd say is definitely levels above a blue belt. Like I see him take the back a lot. He's coming off a submission, uh, rear naked choke against Compost. Like he's like, I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna pass your guard. I'm gonna, you know, utilize ground and pound. And if I take the back, I'm gonna get the rear naked choke. Like that shows me like like process. Whereas like Weichel, he's got the black belt in jujitsu, but Weisel, I've never been that impressed with his wrestling. Like he doesn't defend takedowns well. He's more concerned about reaching for the opposition's neck and like locking something up than like getting his hips back and sprawling. And, you know, we saw him taken out easily by Emmanuel Sanchez, who great fighter and everything, but I don't think Sanchez is a great wrestler. Um, and, you know, he's for Weishel to win. I feel like he has to keep the fight upright and kind of just box Diggs up. Uh, I don't think Weishel a great striker, but that would be how he would win. I, I don't think it's a blowout on the feet, though. I think Diggs has serviceable striking. Um, but I'm going to go with Diggs here. I I know that there's a wide gap in experience, but, um, I think he's a more well-rounded guy and I think he could get takedowns here. So, um, maybe I'm reading it wrong completely, but the tape tells me that he's ready. And I think he pulls off the W. What do you think? There
0: you go, man. I mean, the guy is definitely good, but here's the problem I have with him. He's 34. He's not a prospect, man. He's a veteran too. That's the problem I have with him, AJ. If he was 24 and doing what he's doing, I would feel even better about him here, but at 34, you know, Vichel's 36 and yeah, it's an older 36. He's taking a lot of damage. I'm sure through his career, but this guy's not super young ages. So I feel like that's the thing that's throwing me off here because I look at everything else. You you think this guy's 24, he's 34. It just makes me like confused kind of because everything points to him being a young prospect, but he's just taking his time in his career. And now he's here and you say he's ready. Maybe he is until I see it though. I don't think I could pick him. I'm going to pick Faisal here as a dog. I think he could probably appoint this guy and win a decision. That's what I'm thinking, AJ. But I could be completely wrong because if AJ's right about this guy and he can get takedowns, maybe it's gonna be an easy night for him. And that'd be a huge win for this guy. If he goes out there and beats Faisal, I mean that's I don't know if you get a title shot off that, but like you're right up there, AJ. That's a you get a ranking for sure. So I'm really curious to see how this fight plays out. I, I, I like the fact that you you're high on this guy. I, I like him too, but I just I just get a little bit worried when I see the the age. I I don't know just that's something that throws me off because everything points this guy to being so young but he's 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 a bit older than fights has got 40 something extra fights on him so we'll see what happens it could be a great fight i actually like this fight probably the most on the card to be honest with also is that your favorite fight in the card or do you have another one
1: it is uh, you, yeah you got yeah. a good call there yeah yeah that's
0: a sick <laughs> fight man no it's good And i like that we're on a different. Pick. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm loving Vaishal on the spot guys by any means. Cause like, like, you, like AJ said, it, Diggs is good. But again, I want to see Diggs prove it when he proves it to me in this fight, then I'm going to be uh, a supporter. All right, let's get to the co-main event. Liz Carbush, Connor Watanadi and uh, the, uh, the fry, the, the frying pan bending master. I'm sure you've seen the, the Jeff, AJ of her bending the frying pan. Yeah. So she's pretty strong, but then you got Liz Carbush who's super, super strong. Two strong girls going out of here um Liz Carmouche 200 plus 170 for Kana Watanabe what do you think AJ yeah
1: you you said it right there both women are very physical and when I watch Watanabe fight I feel like she gets by a lot on her physicality not that she she does have process to her game like when I watch her fight she wants to get the fight to the ground she wants to impose her physicality she wants to inflict a ground and pound she wants to pass guard like that's all great, but part of why she's effective at that is because she's stronger than a lot of these women. Um, I wasn't sold that um, Laura uh, Alejandra, Lara, it was going to be the woman to stop her. I picked Lara to win, but I was it wasn't with a high level of confidence. Uh, but even in that fight, we saw Watanabe struggle a bit. We saw her get her back taken. Um, we saw her go for a takedown, and then Laura ended up on top. We saw Laura light her up on the feet. Like, the time I think has now come where Watanabe has met her match in terms of physicality. Liz Carmouche, a former Marine, um, a, a woman who fought at Bantamweight in the past. And so when I look at these two women fight, I think even though Carmouche isn't a great striker, I think her, her striking has improved a lot through the years. I got to favor her on the feet. I think she's got better defense and better movement and higher output. Maybe Watanabe has a bit more one punch KO power, but beyond that, I don't see any more advantages. And then in the grappling, so you guys let me know if
0: you're still there. Uh, I don't know if it's me, Frozen, or AJ that's Frozen. I'm assuming it's him, but maybe it is me. So let me know, please. Um, he's talking about this fight, obviously. want to get his final thoughts on that.
1: Uh, where is he? I can hear you now. Do you hear me,
0: AJ? Where are you, man? <laughs> you guys let Hello? me know if I'm, if I'm still here. Maybe I'm not here. Um, uh, I can't tell right now.
1: Uh, there, I'm gonna send Adam a message. Um, AJ, I'm here. Was I
0: was I gone or was, were you gone there? That's so weird. I was asking if anyone knew there. That's happened today twice, guys. I apologize. I, it could be from my end. I'm not sure. It um, could be me then. I apologize, AJ. Um, you were talking about no, you're just breaking down the fight at the end there.
1: Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. You're good. I got I got four bars on my internet, so uh, yeah. No, sh- it's it's, it's okay. probably
0: me. I apologize, man. Thanks.
1: No, no worries. Yeah, it happens to me all the time, but like. Um, yeah so like when i look at this fight i we have a woman here in Carmouche who could you know match or maybe even exceed the physicality of watanabe like because vanessa porto was a woman who's very physically strong and we saw karmouche controller in the clinch uh take her down and i think Carmouche is just better on the ground than watanabe so um watanabe is a fighter that i i think people are excited about because she's you know strong and the frying pan thing and um she's undefeated but i think this is too much too soon for her so i'm gonna go with liz Carmouche.
0: i like liz in this fight too aj I, I you know she's looked good lately in bellator i think she's looked quite good and you know she's someone who probably should be in the ufc still she lost to Valentina, and got cut it was kind of a weird cut i still think mm-hmm. she's like quality fighter man i still think she's a top 10 woman in this division and like you said Watson I does rely on that wrestling strength and just the strength in general and you know we'll see i mean maybe she is that strong maybe she's stronger than liz Carmouche. we'll see in this fight I don't think so though. Based on everything you've seen with Liz, like you said, AJ, a, a Marine, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, black belt, almost, and just, you look at her. I mean, she's every fight she's been in, she's been physically strong. So yeah, it should be a good test for Watson, but I don't think she passes AJ. I like Liz Karmush in this fight. I'm with you on this uh, and I apologize guys for the, the, uh, the lagging team. I'm on no idea what's going on. So I apologize for that. Usually it doesn't happen. you usually have a good connection here. All right. Let's go to the main event AJ, Tim Johnson, Valentin, Moldavski. Tim uh, valentine Moldowski, minus 265 plus 225 for tim johnson go ahead aj give me your thoughts on this fight
1: uh i like Moldowski here but, but i have some reservations about him like he, johnson is way bigger than him um he's two inches taller and he's like 30 pounds heavier than him and when i watch Moldowski fight he beats guys by just basically out wrestling them he lands a bunch of takedowns he overwhelms them with his his pace his cardio And I think that should help him, especially in a five-round fight here. I think a five-round fight benefits him more than a three against a guy like Johnson. But while these two are early and fresh, like Johnson is, uh, I think, could have the takedown offense to keep the fight upright. And when we saw Maldowski struggle to land takedowns against Roy Nelson, he just largely held Nelson in the clinch and just kind of beat him up from there. Like, I struggle to kind of see him doing that to Johnson because that's also what Johnson wants to do. And he's bigger than him. So, mm-hmm. like, I think early Moldowski's going to kind of run into a wall with his wrestling, and then we might get a boxing fight, or maybe even Johnson takes down Moldowski. Dude, I got to be honest with you, going back to the Vassal fight, like, I did not like what I saw in round one there. Vassal took him down, and he was able to control him. Moldovsky only got up when Vassal was passing to Mount. Every time Vassal wanted to pass to Mount, Moldowski got up. Like, literally, it happened three times. And so, if Johnson wants to take Moldovsky down in rounds one or two and just... Being guard, being half guard, you could maybe hold him there, um, and that's my concern with Moldovsky. So, but that said, you still got to favor him. Um, I think he's more durable. I think he's the better boxer of the two with his like combinations, his pace. But Johnson probably has more uh, one punch knockout power. And I, I'm not a big fan of either guy's defense, so I guess a KO either way could happen. But I guess why I should pick Moldovsky is because of that pace and cardio down the stretch. But I don't agree with this line. Like, I think this is like dog or pass. Mm-hmm. I think this is the epitome of a guy that is just really, really hyped and people are excited about. It. And I think he's really good. But I think a guy like Johnson, who's also a great wrestler or comes from a wrestling background that's bigger than him, uh, could give him a lot of resistance in the early going. So um, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are, because I like both of them. But I, I just tend to think this is a pretty tough test for Moldovsky.
0: I think you killed your breakdown man. I think you, you're doing some great breakdowns today, AJ. seriously, and you definitely studied for this fight and for this card in general, man. So I applaud you on that one. I, I, I kind of have the same thoughts with you. I think the line's too high, but I just don't trust him. Johnson. I, I'm still not a believer in this guy. You know, I know he's looked good lately guys. Like I'll give it up to him. He's looked good. He's won three straight fights. I'm not sure if he really beat Congo. That was a very close fight. He somehow won in Paris. That was really surprising, but you know, <laughs> I was shocked. We got that split decision. Wow. But uh, yeah, he beats Mitchell and Fortune look good. But again, we've seen this guy in the UFC. We've seen him even in Bellator get knocked out many times. I just don't trust the guy's durability like you mentioned, AJ. But I will say that, you know, that size difference, man, that is something to come play in. And he is the more experienced guy. He's fought in the UFC. He's fought top-level guys. I think Moldavsky does have more upside. He's the younger guy. He's 29. He's in his prime. Of course, Johnson, 36. Not necessarily out of his prime as a heavyweight, but... I don't know, AJ. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll definitely be a believer in the guy if he wins this fight. I'll tell you that. If he wins this fight, I'm going to give him a good chance to beat Ryan Bader too, because I think that that would be an interesting fight if he gets by this guy in flying colors. But we'll see. I'm thinking Maldaski. What do you think, AJ? pins him against the fence and outstrikes him a little bit with combinations and stuff. And out wins a decision, or you think gets a knockout?
1: I lean decision just because he's generally been a decision guy, and and Johnson. You know he's been knocked out a few times and in, in congo the congo knockout is is a concern for sure yeah. but like um he's generally shown to be pretty durable and the albini yeah. knockout of course is a concern too but <laughs> um i i tend to think it probably decision i would say
0: yeah you're probably right about that but again it's five round fight you gotta keep that in mind guys so five rounds with these heavyweights are not the highest of levels who knows if the cardio is going to hold up i don't think either guy's been five rounds before maybe they haven't i'm just forgetting but yeah, that's interesting. All right, let's get to a PFL now, AJ. That's enough for uh, Bellator. Any last final thoughts while I pull a PFL, on uh, Bellator card?
1: Um, I mean, it's an exciting card to be honest with you. I mean, I know we you could argue that the last one was better, but like, honestly, when we got these Bellator cards, you know, once every two weeks, I look forward to them. I really do. And I, I, I think you share the same sentiment. Yeah,
0: I do. I, I, but you know, I saw someone ask, uh, tweeting about this thing. They said that they think that PFL is putting on a better product right now. What do you think? PFL or Bellator, what's a better product right now? I thought about it. I actually think they they might be right that B- PFL is doing something really unique. But Bellator overall, I mean, they put on more events during the year, obviously. What do you think, AJ? Any thoughts on that quickly?
1: I would lean PFL. Like, kind of when I'm watching PFL, I feel like I just get the the vibe that it's a bit more high quality. Not that Bellator is bad quality or anything like that, but they, you know, with the the whole stat thing, the whole speedometer, um, little things like that, I think really boost. You know, kind of go a long way with with fans. Um, it's, it's something that not even the UFC has implemented. So uh, kudos to, to PFL for uh, being the first to to implement these sorts of things that um, you know other promotions maybe haven't adapted yet.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you on that, Adrian. I think that's a good point too. All right, let's get to the card. We have like 20-ish minutes left. So we'll go through this one a little bit quicker. Um, start with this fight. Clinton DeBruy against Jamel Jones. Is that heavyweight? Okay, that's weird. Clinton DeBruy, obviously a former light heavyweight UFC. Um, this guy Jamel Jones apparently weighs 240 pounds. So I'm assuming you will have the, of the, uh, the weight. I think the weigh-ins were today. Let me see if I can get the weights for these guys. Cause that is, uh, that's, that's crazy. Eh? I don't have they weighed in yet. I think they weighed in this morning, right?
1: Mm, probably. Yeah.
0: Let me, let me double check guys. I think they did weigh in this morning. So I got double check. I know PFL did. It's hard to find it. You type in PFL weigh-ins. It's just nothing really comes up. It's kind of crazy actually. It's very hard to like search for this. Okay, no big deal. Anyways, um, yeah, it's it, we know this is that heavy so I Wanted to see exactly what Bre- Abreu weighed in that, but yeah. So let's talk about this one quickly. AJ, we got Abreu and Jones, and uh, Abreu minus one ninety, Jones plus one sixty five. But again, he's moving up in weight. What do you think about this one?
1: Um, I'm gonna pick Jones, and I guess maybe it's just a bias against Abreu. I haven't been that high on Abreu. I just I feel like he's a guy that's just very reliant on his. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and um, his his wrestling's actually pretty good. Like he's got underrated chain wrestling and he's got like tricky takedowns and stuff like that. But um, when we've seen him on the feet, he kind of is, is is a little bit lost. He'll just kind of throw wildly and um, I mean he outstruck Sam Alvey, but like I, I mean we know Sam Alvey's just solo output and everything, so it doesn't tell me a whole lot. But like yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick Jones, but you know if Abreu gets to sing to the ground, that's where he's gonna look like a massive favorite. On the feet, Jones should look like the favorite. So it's a true striker versus submission grappler, high variance type matchup. Um, the other thing got to be mindful of is you know maybe just Jones throws a kick and Abreu catches it. Maybe he yeah. just doesn't get a standard takedown or he trips and falls. Who knows? But yeah, that's how I feel about it. Just eh.
0: <laughs> no, fair enough. But I, I think you might be onto something with the dog here because again, you know he's gonna have a weight advantage. I think. I, I wish I could find out exactly what the weights are, but. Yeah. Um, it's all Okay. Here, what it says five o'clock. That's why I haven't seen them. We still have 20 minutes. Either way. I I don't trust Abreu at all, AJ. And I think Jones as an underdog probably has some value here, guys, even though he's the older guy, he is an experienced guy. He's been around the UFC, Bellator. He wasn't in the UFC. He's on Ultimate Fighter, but still contender series. He's a guy that was like on the borderline, making the UFC forever. Abreu was a guy who's like borderline UFC. Now they meet up in PFL. I'm kind of thinking the dog could win just because of the weight class, but we'll see. All right, Uh, Kaylin Young and Mariana Marais. This is at 155 AJ, this fight in the women's tournament at lightweight. Kaylin Young, minus 220, uh, Mariana Marais, plus 180. Are you buying Young as a decent-sized favorite here?
1: I mean, I'm not, like, buying it a whole lot. Marais is a woman who's been really tested against, like, a lot of like experienced women like Vanessa Porto. We talked about Ariane Lipsky, Roxanne Matafari. Like she's not ever a, wo- she's not a woman I would ever really count out, even though she just, you know, got destroyed by Kayla Harrison last time out, but that's, we know Harrison's just pretty much destroying everybody. So, um, yeah, I think, and interestingly enough, the odds makers open Marais is a two to one favorite. Now the line is pretty much done yeah. uh, a one eighty. Um, so that's always interesting, but yeah, like young here, but, but don't love her. Uh,
0: I feel like it's man. some there's some
1: recency bias in this
0: line. I, you know, Kaylin Young is someone who is like a sub 500 record most of her career. I, I have a lot of respect for her. She's been around the sport forever. I mean, she fought Gina Crown in 2008, that's and Misha Tate in 2007 when she head kicked her. That's a crazy fight if you watch if you've ever seen that one, AJ. So I have a lot of respect for her. She's been around forever, but I'm just not buying these wins over like Dan Duis and, and Walker. I don't think that's that impressive. Don't get me wrong, Well, Marianne, she hasn't been looking great, but. I look at the losses and I've seen some of her fights because I've watched tape on her right, against her opponents, like Dumont or I don't know if that fight was available. But I can't remember. It. I think it was, I can't remember, but Procopio, right? They're on YouTube. You can watch them, Porto, that's Invicta. She also fought Montefiore Invicta. So, you know, AJ, like she's very hard to finish, man. Super durable. I think she has a decent shot to win this fight, honestly. I, I think it's dogger pass, AJ. I think the odds makers might've been onto something opening this girls a favorite. I think there's recency bias because she got stopped in such a brutal fashion in her last fight and Young looked good, but she was fighting Kayla Harrison and and Young was fighting Cindy Dandois. That's what it comes down to to me, AJ. So I think the line's excessive. Young could win. She's looked good lately. Don't get me wrong. She has. And I, I definitely noticed the improvements, but I'm still not completely sold on her grappling. And I think, you know, Marais could prove to be the better overall fighter in this fight. So it's an interesting fight. I would lean a little bit towards the dog in that one, AJ. And again, you know, PFL has been kind of crazy with these dogs too. It's something to keep in mind. Like seems like every, you know, card, AJ, again, every matchup is completely different. Every matchup, it's own event. You can't be like, okay, there was a lot of upsets last week. That, therefore there will be this week. We all know that that gambler's fallacy doesn't necessarily play true, but I just think in this case, there's something to it because with a lot of these fighters, AJ, there's not as much information about them. And I think that people are getting kind of, hot speeding a bit, like betting on guys that they think will dominate, like, like Nathan Shalty Lance Palmer, some other examples, Rory McDonald last week. Like they're just kind of, they're, they're going all in on these favorites and you're seeing what's happening. PFL is actually, the matchmaking is, it's seemingly pretty competitive for for all the uh, the controversy as far as the matchmaking goes with some of these guys. You know, PFL, I feel like the matchmaking is pretty good in this promotion, to be honest with you. All right, let's get through the rest of this card kind of quick, AJ. Taylor Guardado gets Laura Sanchez, get the odds for this one. Gordado minus 150, Sanchez plus 130. I'll just start it off. I like Gordado, man. I mean, we talked about her um last time. I remember I told you, like, this girl had a long uh amateur career like 10 years ago and then recently came back to the sport. Uh she's got a lot of experience uh overall in her career. And you know, Sanchez, I again I don't trust her, and she's coming off a loss. I like I like the favorite in this one. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I like Gordado as well. Just better fighter. I think yeah. she's rolls. I think so too. I, I don't think that line's
0: excessive either. Minus one is not too bad. Um, you know, she doesn't have a lot of experience guys as a pro, but she had a, there's an article like John Morgan did something, something about her. Um, let's go to this one. Henan Ferrer against Carl Suman, this, guy this guy's, this guy's name has always been hard for me to pronounce guys. This was, can you try it, AJ? You want to give it a try?
1: Uh, Suman uh,
0: <laughs> I think that's pretty close. Like, yeah, I think you might've got it. It's tough. Anyways, uh, yeah, we got Ferreira coming off the uh, <laughs> no contest with Fabrizio Verdum. And Carl, I think, is filling in on short notice here. There was a lot of different fights that fell out for for Henning here. And looking at the odds right now, not all the books have them. But, yeah, um, minus 455 plus 320 I'm seeing out there, AJ. So Henning's a pretty big favorite. I think that's, that sounds about right to me
1: yeah sounds about right maybe in theory maybe it's a little high just riding off a win or a knockout i guess you could say yeah. um but yeah i think i think he rolls short notice concerns me for the opponent and in the reach and length as well so i think ferrero wins
0: yeah that guy he's been around forever i mean carl's been he was in strike force like what 10 years ago maybe i want to say he was at elite xc so I, I know the guy very well i'm very familiar with him but again aj you know a lot of losses 12 and 12 record i i think this is a good spot for ferrero to get some more points in the tournament it would be a real shame if this guy didn't make it to the final four. I'm still not completely sold that he tapped out to be honest with you. Like, I don't know what you're, th- I don't know if we ever even talked about that, but like to me, it was very borderline and I thought it was very bizarre how they like overturned it basically like the next day. Usually that stuff takes plays out over the course of months. Very bizarre. Anyways, Jenna Fabian and Julia uh, Pyak, uh, I think is her name. Um, yeah. I mean both kind of inexperienced girls, but Jenna's the favorite minus two fifty five, plus two fifteen for Julia. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Fabian, Fabian should win. Um, think yep. she's the better fighter here. Uh, yeah, win a better, but I think she, as far as prediction goes, she, she rolls.
0: I like her. I mean, she's, she's not bad. It's, again, you know, I feel bad for her cause she's probably going to run into Kayla Harrison at some And it's like, ah, but yeah, I think she rolls in this fight. Now this one's interesting. And I'll tell you why Auntie Daly is taking a Chandler Cole. Chandler Cole is a guy that me and James Lynch, uh, my friend, he just interviewed and I did a prospect article on, because he uh, we worked for this company called Spectation Sports, and we do showcase MMA, which is like a local promotion. He just fought in the last card, and he fought a guy that was 0-5. It was a short notice fight. His other opponent got injured the day before, so it was Matt Kovacs who was supposed to fight. He was a veteran, so it wasn't his fault. But he ends up fighting this guy who's 0-5, and, and you know, I'm talking to my co- my coworkers, and they're thinking, "Hey, this guy's going to go to the UFC." And I'm thinking maybe contender series, but I'm not even sure because he's been beating up guys the last fight 0-5. He ends up getting a call on PFL, AJ. He's got a big opportunity here, AJ, in PFL. You know, this is this is good for this guy. Uh, I almost feel like PFL is a good landing spot for these prospects. This might be a better landing spot for him than, than Dana White's contender series. Why take 5,000 on Dana White's contender series where he gets to be in potentially the, the tournament for a million dollars at the end of the, the year, man? So I think a lot of guys are really – like you see the fighters at PFL, AJ. I'm not sure what you think, but it sure seems like they're fighting like very hungry in that promotion, man. Like they want that money really bad. I don't blame him. Anyways, the, this guy Chandler Cole, I, I, I can tell you guys right now, he's a, he likes to wrestle. He likes to take you down, likes to ground and pound. Has some striking, has been knocked out, but pretty good prospect. And Delia, very experienced guy. Let me get the odds quickly. Minus 380 for Delia, plus 350 for Cole. Listen, like Delia is very experienced. He, he's very good, but he is coming off a knockout loss. And Chandler Cole has knockout power, man. I, I, I wouldn't lay the juice on this one, AJ. What about you, man?
1: You said it right there. Delia, again, he should win, but he got knocked out in may on may 6th that was less than two months ago and as we know from researching this sport for so long it's sometimes fighters take a year before they come back after a knockout this guy's yeah. coming in after, after two months so you got to worry about how he's going to recover here so um and that was also the uh we got to remember that that last fight he was in he was also a massive favorite and he got caught and knocked yep. out because he yep. he didn't even try to wrestle there so when you're a heavyweight and you're not even trying to implement your game and you're giving that guy a bigger chance to land that big shot, it's always a huge risk. So, wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole, but for a prediction, I would pick Deliha.
0: Yeah, listen, I don't want to be too biased because I do like Cole. And, you know, obviously I covered him a little bit on the way up, but, you know, the kids got a chance here, I think, because this guy, Deli, again, he's had such a recent knockout loss, guys. Like that's very concerning. Um, and again, I apologize if I'm lagging. I have no idea what's happening. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Next time. Let's just go through the last, the last couple of fights here, AJ, quickly. Larissa Bracheco and Helen sick. at 155. is a huge favorite, minus 700, plus 500 for Olen. Thoughts?
1: Um, I like the favorite here. I think they should roll again. I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, again, we're not going to let this recency bias of all the favorites dudding uh, discourage us from making our picks if we do like the favorites again. So, uh, I don't want to get too superstitious in this yeah. game. I think the big favorite rolls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I think she wins. Well, this one, Bruno Capazola, the guy I just mentioned, who knocked out Delia, gets Mo Reese. And uh, now is a big favorite, of course. Minus 265, plus 225 for Mohamed Reese. Quick thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's like the epitome of recency bias, right? He's <laughs> a big underdog, and <laughs> now he's a big favorite. Like, it's just... It's just, it never gets old, right? So, yeah, yeah, I pick him, but, like, yeah, just no way would I bet this guy. No,
0: I I agree completely. Don't even, don't touch that one, guys. That that, that one just, (laughs) don't just stay away. All right, Dennis Goldsoff versus Brandon Sales. This one's interesting. This is a good quality fight. I like this fight a lot. I was so impressed by Sales in his last fight. I thought he looked incredible. Um, Koltsov minus 270, Sales plus 230. What do you think about this one, man? Do you think Sales has got a chance? I kind of feel like he does, man. I thought he looked exceptional in his last fight.
1: He he absolutely has a chance. Yeah, I'm not counting this guy out, especially with that last fight. Everybody was, you know, picking Usman for whatever reason. But he came in after a massive layoff yep. and still, you know, did his thing out there. So like absolutely, yeah, I can't write him off. That said, I still do like Goldsav as, as far as the prediction goes. Uh, but I, I definitely do have a lot of respect for for the game of sales. And he's just a huge guy even for heavyweight standards. So um, at 40 years old, uh, you know, this is uh, probably an hour or never situation. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. I remember when we first broke down over, I think it was with you. And I was saying like, you know, he's 40, he hasn't fought in forever. I can't trust the guy. Well, the guy shut me up with his performance. I think he's good. I think he, I think it's dog or pass. I mean, bolts I would say Goltsov's the better fighter. I agree with you. I think he's the more proven better fighter, but you know, there's one other thing about betting AJ. It's not just, you know, the tape, everything like that. It's also, you got to trust your, your, your instinct and your intuition sometimes too. That's another thing that, that is kind of something I'm, I, I forget about at times to be honest with you. And then I have to kind of remember, Hey, you've been doing this a long time. you got to listen to that little voice in the back of your head or that something inside you. And there's something telling me sales can pull this off AJ. So I think it's dog or pass guys. Um, Lance Palmer and Movid uh, Kaibulev, I know you like this fight. This is a good one here. Um, man, I love this fight. Lance Palmer. I think he needs to win this fight to stay in the tournament. So this is pretty crazy. He's the two-time winner, and he's in a must-win situation. I think he needs a finish, maybe? Uh, Kaibuli at minus 130, Palmer plus 110. Man, this is nuts, man. High stakes here, AJ.
1: Yeah, this is my favorite fight on the whole card. I mean, um, and I'm going to be picking against Lance Palmer, man. I, I, As crazy as it sounds, I mean, Mowgli Kabila is probably, like, you know, besides, like, Bubba Jenkins, who we just saw, like, not too long ago, is, like, one of the the toughest matches for him in the division because, like, he can match him in the wrestling, and he's obviously a very dangerous striker um obviously palmer's well-rounded and good everywhere but so is Kabi uh Colby live so um I, i'm gonna go with kobe live I, I just think he's got a bit more momentum uh i know he's coming off a decision uh and we're used to seeing him finish but um i think he probably grinds out palmer here for for a decision victory i think you know man
0: i wouldn't have said this last year or like even a few months ago honestly after that but after that jenkins fight it's like i, I don't know I, I mean would you? you'd really trust the guy right now I and mean, he's got to finish the fight. I believe like he's got to finish the fight to stay in the tournament. So I don't know if he could finish this guy. I mean, that's, that's a tall task. I mean, this guy's never lost AJ. I, I'm with you, man. I mean, we well, did lose to Pineda. Let's be fair. He did lose that fight. And then it got overturned But the guy's solid, man. I think he's got a chance for sure. So yeah, as crazy as it sounds, I kind of think you're right about this one too. I think it is favored or past, even though like I wouldn't have said that a month ago, would you have said that a month ago?
1: It's hard to say because, <laughs> you know I mean? That
0: was one of the guys that you said were like was one of your like tournament favorites. I remember you had told me that. I'm just saying, like if you had asked the majority of fans two, mu- two months ago, I should say, I think it was in April, do you think that Palmer or Kai Boulia is going to win? Palmer's going to be a big favorite if you had, if that fight didn't happen. So I think, but I, I, I think you guys are right. Babel fans in the chat, he likes Kai Boulia too. Yeah, I think he wins, guys. I think you guys are right. Two fights left, Anthony Pettis versus Roush Manfield. What do you think of this one, man? Interesting fight, and right now we got uh Pettis minus 200, Manfield plus 170. I gotta be honest, AJ, I'm not buying Pettis as a favorite right now, man. After that last fight, that was very recent, It took a lot of damage. He just had uh his last fight get pulled, I think it's the second weight cut, right? So, I don't know, man. What do you think? Like, I'm kind of thinking this Manfield guy can, can give him some trouble here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, like, if if, Pell- if Pettis has fallen off a cliff, if that's like legitimately the reason why he yeah. hasn't been performing. Uh, up to his potential, then then he could lose here. Um, but I I don't think Manafio brings the same sort of tools that Collard does. We we kind of known throughout the years that Pettis struggles with pressure and volume, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what Collard brought. And but I just I don't think Manafio brings that sort of uh, that sort of dynamic. So um, again, that's Pettis could lose if he's just you know so regressed beyond his prime that he just lays another egg. But I tend to think the Collard fight could kind of be a semblance of the fact that that's the type of guy that he struggled with throughout the years the diaz's the Ferreras, the ferguson's you know we've seen it so often so yeah um i think pettis wins
0: yeah i was surprised he lost the last fight i mean like it, looking back now yeah call and I, I know a lot of people hit collard as a huge underdog too i mean I, i'm not saying i didn't like you know didn't see it coming like at all but i was so surprised and I do think there's a there's something to be said about the decline. I know he did beat Morono last year and Sorney to looked good in those fight. Pretty good anyways. Not great, but decent. Um that Nate Diaz fight still, man. That still bothers me the way he lost that one. And the Ferrer fight. I think Manfield would give him problems, man. Manfield's kind of in his prime right now at 29. I think it's dogger past two AJ. I honestly do, man. I, I don't really <laughs> to quote uh, myself, because <laughs> Mar- I saw Marcel's comment, I don't trust him here, man. I really don't. And minus two hundred. I just I have no interest. Like there's How many cards this weekend? Like six, seven cards. There's cage warriors every day. There's UFC. There's like, you don't have to bet in every fight. This is one I'm just, I I think it's dog or past. Uh, You gotta look at the dog in that one. All right. Now this one, we don't even have to break it down. Kaylee Harrison, Sydney Dan it's insane odds. AJ minus 5,000 right now I'm seeing plus 1400 on Dan So minus 5,000 here, Uh, you know, I, I listen, it's MMA and things happen in the cage that I would never lay that number. Like even in a parlay, because you cannot account for an injury, you know, uh, disqualification, point deduction, judging error. There's a lot of different ways you can lose a fight. So at minus 5,000, there is no value, but there's no value in Dan Dewey either. Cause I don't think she's going to win this fight. I wouldn't even take a flyer on her. AJ. I don't see how she wins this fight other than a lucky punch. That's the only way she can win her a sub. I don't think that happens. I, I, yeah. Harrison dominates her, man. You know, Harrison, you gotta take you have to, you have to do a prop here, guys. Um Harrison inside the distance. What is that? It's probably really high.
1: It's like My, minus 200.
0: seven yeah, it's minus seven hundred I'm seeing now. But you can get her by TKL at minus one thirty and plus one seventy by submission. So those are the probably the ways to look at this fight, guys. Kenshiro saying minus nine thousand. Yeah. It's it's crazy, eh? I mean, it's 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 justified, I think, AJ. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, Harrison, she's just been doing her thing. I mean, the woman that has given her the most resistance is Pacheco. And even in that fight, she still won a clear, two clear decisions. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, Pacheco is probably her toughest test. Dan Waugh is not. That's why we're seeing her as such a big favorite. I mean, Harrison's just got such a dominant style to deal with that. Um, she's just a tough puzzle to solve. So um, until she faces another elite defensive uh, grappler, uh, wrestler, then it's going to be really tough for me to pick against her.
0: Just looking at uh, Dan Duas record, she's lost by sub once and by TKO once. I And she lost by TKO Grounded Pound to Yan. and it was 11 years ago. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that's how this fight, I think she wins by TKO with Grounded Pound again. That's what I'm thinking that happens. That's how I think she won her last fight, but she could get a sub too. So that's the tricky part about those props. But I would rather bet the props than on that money line. There's just never value at that kind of money line, ever. So, all right, um, that's it for PFL. I, like I was, I just mentioned Cage Warriors. is actually going on right now. I, I'm not obviously watching because I'm doing the podcast with you. But are you keeping tabs on that this weekend? There's three cards, the, the trilogy they call it.
1: I wish I don't have time to. Yeah, exactly. I, wish I was.
0: No, I know yeah. exactly. Um This morning I, I realized the odds came out, uh, so I had to scramble and do the articles for Oddsbreaker. So they're out now. You can see the opening odds for Cage Warriors over in the Oddsbreaker. My initial thoughts on the title fights. There's a title fight in each card. Um, this guy Matthias Frederick. He's fighting in the main event tonight. a very interesting guy. He has autism and a speech impediment. Um, he's thirty-eight years old. He's trying to make it to the UFC. He's defending champion. You know they like to call up their cage warriors, guys. He is thirty-eight though. But I mean, hey, if this guy goes out there and knocks this guy uh, Matt Bonner out—not the guy who used to play for the Toronto Raptors. It's another Matt Bonner, <laughs> um, and the Spurs too. Uh, yeah, this is a different guy. But yeah. I mean, I don't see the UFC signing a 38 year old, but man, it'd be a good story to bring in someone with a disability. Obviously it'd be good, you know, karma for the UFC. So they brought in Nick Newell for the contender series. Maybe they bring this guy in for contender series. That's maybe the, what they do, AJ at age 38. That's the only worry, but I think he might get a shot. And then there's some other guys on the other cards, um, I, uh, Aggie Sardari, uh, very good prospect. I think he'll be in the UFC at some point, AJ. He's their, he's their champion at, uh, 155 picks on Joe McLaughlin and the other fight would be uh, Ian Ian Gary's an undefeated prospect hitting out of Jack Grant for the vacant uh, welterweight title. That fight is very really quality fight. So yeah, man, there's a lot of fights this weekend, guys, and obviously UFC. And before we go, I wanted to get AJ's dog of the week, and I'll give my note too. Um, we talked about this uh, the last couple of weeks, AJ. I've been asking you to give me a dog of the week and please give me uh, give me one for UFC fight uh, UFC Vegas 30 Gondry Smokev. Um <laughs>
1: there there are um it's actually slim pickings this week for dogs, but mm-hmm. uh one that I'm gonna give you is um <sighs> see the, the thing is I would just like to preface this by saying I'm actually picking no underdogs to win. I'm just kind of I know what you're saying it's,
0: it's a, but the line has value in the dog basically.
1: Yeah, like I think they got a better chance. Yeah. Um Timur Valiev. Dude, I thought uh, you were about to say that
0: because I'm I'm picking a major that was gonna be my dog of the week. And as soon as you said oh, that, nice.
1: yeah, I'm going to take him as my dog with me,
0: because I, I, I'm 100% with you. I think it's slim pickings. I told him this fight with Marcelo the other day. I'm going through my DraftKings last, last night, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick him. I think it's a super close fight, way close to the odds in your cake. Give me your thoughts on this matchup, man.
1: Yeah, well, I, I love both guys is yep. the thing. And I think that cool. <laughs> the the real time we've seen Marcelo struggle was against Saeed Nurmagomedov with his kicks at range. And that's what valiev has all the kicks yep. in the in the rest in the recipe book He a yep. question mark kick you know uh side kick you know blow kick body kick you name it this dude throws it um so i think barcelos is going to try and get in the pocket otherwise at kicking range that's going to be Valiev's wheelhouse so that's why i kind of like him and he's so fast with his footwork and his range management so um it's a super high level fight man and i think you can make the argument that Valiev is the highest level guy that barcelos fought and it did, maybe neck yeah. and neck with saeed
0: I, I agree completely. I'm looking at his resume. and, You know, I love Barcelos. He's been killing everyone in the Octagon, but it's really not that impressive when you look at it. I feel like Valley have, has fought some good competition himself, man. Like, I don't know like if it's better, but I think it's on par. And I think he's been doing just as good. And had it not been for, you know, a referee stoppage that, if that referee didn't stop that, if he stopped the fight, no one would have said anything. They would be like, okay, it's against Trevin Jones. But the fight didn't get stopped. He ends up gassing and gets knocked out. It happens, right? If that fight never happened, I think he would be favored. Maybe like the line would be closer, potentially even favored here. So I think there is value and value of it. Plus I'm seeing plus 190 out there. I mean, that's AJ. That's I'm, I love it. I mean, I'm taking a shot at it this weekend. I mean, I'm giving it out right now. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it, I've, I've given it out. So, you know, it's, it's uh it's a dog that I do think wins. And I, I'm hundred percent with you. There's a couple other ones I'm looking at guys. Uh, I don't mean Marcel talking on the podcast. You can go back and check it out from uh, from Tuesday's podcast. Um, let's wrap it up here, AJ. Give me your thoughts, or give me your, excuse me, feel free to plug anything you want. And I'm, I'm good, I've already asked for your thoughts on everything, AJ, you're the man. Let me just get Marcel's last comments and then I want you to plug everything. He said Ian Gary's gonna be in the UFC and he likes uh, that Sargari guy meets you. AJ, please plug away.
1: Yeah, so uh, Bellator's tomorrow. I got one bet up right now. I'm looking to add one more, so dailyfanmma.com. We got a lot of great things going on there. Um, yeah, technical Tim's PFL breakdowns, our, our UFC breakdowns—it's all up and ready. So if you want to uh, subscribe to some content for a low price of nine ninety nine for the PFL and Bellator for this week, uh, feel free to go ahead and sign up. Always a pleasure doing this with you, Adam. Thanks as always, and uh, good luck to everybody.
0: Well, wow, thank you, AJ. Man, I love when you uh, me talk about the fights on Thursdays, man. It's one of my favorite uh, days of the week, man. Um, All right, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at mmadammartin oddsbreaker.com for the podcast. I got, like I said, the the, uh, opening odds articles coming out, have my main event breakdown for the weekend coming out between God and Volkov, Bellator odds. There's a lot of stuff there. bjpen.com, my mmanews.com, fancy finance, and of course, elite fancy, elite betting this weekend. I'm going to have my DFS breakdown tomorrow. I'll have it out, along with my bets for this weekend's card. So I'll probably have a few bets and you know there's a there's a couple guys I'm looking at for this card. Nothing I don't think I'm gonna go too crazy on this one, but the DFS stuff's like invaluable. I've been doing really well in it. So you know I've had a lot of people say they've been winning some money. So that's good to hear. Um I know last week was a tough week for a lot of us, but I, I'm looking forward to bouncing back with this week, AJ. And uh, I'm excited for this card, man. So thanks again, AJ. Thanks for everyone tuned in. Talk to you guys Monday at four PM Eastern. I actually got a special guest on Monday. Uh, it's gonna be Tom Taylor from BJPan.com. Uh, it's going to be on Monday, and then Tuesday it's going to be Cole Sheldon at 4 p.m. There's no card next week, AJ. So I got some other guests on. Give Marcel the week off, but uh, I'll talk about it with you. We'll see if you if you can still do Thursday, or I don't even know if there's other events going on next week. There's no UFC obviously next week, but anyways, thanks, AJ. Thanks again, everyone. Peace.